Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Oh, what happened? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Switch mics on me. Did you switch mics? No, you switched mics. Oh, I, I okay. got confused. Which one was I supposed to have? Yeah, the one, but that's all right. It's down. All right, cool. It's over. It's, we're uh, moving uh, forward. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hello. Hey, turn my little headsets up a little bit. Benny's like, please, you're supposed to tell me before the show. So we don't It'd have to nice. do this live. You know, so we look like we're actually professional and got it together. It'd be nice. Well, we are. We professional, Benny. Let me check to see if my we guest mic is on. Is it work? Oh, he says go down with his headphones. See, look at this. Uh, okay, now you just I can turn... only take so much of Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Another segue for you there, Pat. That's good. I'm so clipping now... that. We're so... talking intimacy. <laughs> I'm clipping well, no, that. You know, no, I'm clipping it. Quantity. You know what he's there? Let me tell you what clipping it means. Clipping it means he's going to take it and he's going to play it. Oh, like I see. Every show. He's going to probably play that. That's good. I, so I thank, thank you, thank Peter, God. and I, more applaud, intimate, I applaud you. Thank the, you. The more intimate the relationship, the more the diverse the comments. Let's hear the clip. I haven't gotten that fast. Oh. I'm trying to play my applause and get the people shuffled in and shuffled out. I want to say thank you. <laughs> thank you to my parents. I want to thank you to the people that raised me. I want to thank you to everybody that influenced me. That I don't have a giant ego. That's what I'm grateful about today. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. I talk about an ego, this topic. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. This is no ego here, man. Peter, what are you doing to me? That's how I was feeling this morning. Why did I? Why did we? Okay, we're going to take this on. Benny's going to find Benny's going to find the song by Marvin Gaye, "Sexual Healing" for us too. Today's oh, nice. show, Peter Kane is joining us here today. Uh, this show is about sexual healing. As a matter of fact, we're going to skip the break at, at the um, forty-five mark because it's just a, it's a big conversation and it really deserves a big platform. Uh, the other thing that I want to mention is we have a giveaway uh, giveaways, and because now. Our giveaway process has changed. We have to do it a little differently. I don't know if Benny and the KKNW team uh, explain this, but for the WBLQ people and everybody listening across the country, we have to do this just a little bit differently. So we will be able to give one giveaway at a time. Correct, Benny? Correct. All right. So I can do one. So I get the winner. I will let you know. Yes, I've gotten the winner. You may reopen the lines for the next winner. All right. So and what, so on and so on. So what we do in here, FCC. Kind of like serial monogamy. FCC reg- regulated. What we're going to do, 1-800-930-2819 right now. I want to just say to you, there are two books and one session given away during the show today. So the first caller that calls in, you could choose whether you want a book or whether you want a session with Peter. Peter Kane is my very special guest today. Um, passionate, amazing, the author of The Monogamy Challenge. And if you don't think that's a challenge, try it every once in a while. Um, <laughs> and I want to just say that, you know, Peter has been doing this work for a long time. He has helped countless people. 
uh, understand the dynamics of their lives, their relationships, and much more. Today, we're taking on sexual healing, moving from shame to the sacred with relationship expert Peter Kane. Okay, this topic, let's start to talk about it um, for a minute in terms of the magnitude of this. You know, it almost reminds me kind of of the movie Titanic, where Mm -hmm. we hear about it and we hear about the tip of the iceberg, Mm -hmm. but that isn't the thing that does the damage. You know, let's talk about sexual healing and shame and uh, where you think it is in our country right now. In our history, in the <laughs> eons. We, that's you know, a bigger show. Well, the whole thing is, like, I would love to spend a half hour talking about how I was reluctantly drafted to teach more about sexuality. You know, I love your comment about ego. This is humbling. It is humbling. This is humbling, you know. Try it, doing just, radio. And, and so let's start with this. Having a body is humbling. Having a body on a pa- on a planet with these historical... Religious conditionings is humbling. You know, I, an interesting place to start is let's ask all of ourselves. So I'm asking the listener, think about sexuality, mm-hmm. your sexuality, sacred sexuality, sexual desire. If you tune into, if I just say sexuality, what are you thinking about? A lot of us, you know, Benny and I are thinking about you know, he's thinking about his wife, of course, and we're also thinking about other images that appeal to us. I, I don't know. Benny, are you are you thinking about you, sweetie? Or Not you really. I'm still grabbing this clip. You thinking about But after that, I will be. <laughs> I, I mean, I, this is interesting. So, I just, are you thinking about you, sweetie? Or are you thinking about the Victoria's Secret commercial you watched? I'm Correct. Still, and then the where I'm going with this. Look, he's trying to get to the clip. <laughs> and then the where clip. I'm going with this is like, so a lot of times, if you had set me up to answer that question, I would have been thinking you know, about someone's bottom Mm -hmm. or hips. Mm -hmm. And the better answer is what's inside me. Where Mm -hmm. is my sexual resonance? Mm -hmm. One of the chapters in my book is on the inner sexual self. My book is basically 48 chapters that address this and other relationship issues from different angles. But one of the interesting culminations of where I'm coming from is we also need to internalize this. Like self-soothing 405 is inner sexual self-soothing, developing a positive experience of ourselves as a sexual being. So it's just worth noting that our reference point is usually external instead of, when I say sexuality, internal. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. me being cuddled me being innocent, being powerful, me being innocent, having a hard penis, the whole spectrum of my sexuality, not so much theirs. Yeah, but, you know, let's talk about this from an age uh, difference. You know, I I think that, um, you know, more recently, um, there has been a lot of discussion about sexuality and our youth uh, and the lack of conversation with our youth. Uh, in schools, let alone at home. Uh, so how can we feel good about ourselves if we can't really agree institutionally on having conversations about it? You, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it seems like some of the youth are highly sexual and some actually aren't. Some are highly conservative or cautious or worried about their own story of you know replaying their parents' divorce or all kinds of things. But 
regarding the history of sexual shame on this planet, let me, you just kind of alluded to one of my favorite pet peeves is I believe we teach our daughters a big disservice when we teach them to avoid the evil advances of boys or men. Mm-hmm. What about their own desires? We'd be better off if we taught them, honey, you're about to enter puberty and you're, there's going to be some powerful feelings and you are going to also on top of those feelings, it's normal to want people to like you. And it's very challenging to have a boyfriend and want him to like you or her a girlfriend and want her to like you and not be ready to touch more than a certain amount. And instead, we send our daughters off like it's their job to avoid the evil advances of boys. And that just further perpetuates one of the Mm -hmm. silly pieces of this that's relevant. You know, the, you know, jumping to another issue, men, we are tending to pay for the sins of our fathers. Are we paying for them by avoiding our sexual innocence and buying into the bashing of male sexuality? Or are we saying, hey, my desire to penetrate, stimulate, give to, fertilize is inherently innocent? Mm. And, you know, then from there, it's, you know, is is my behavior innocent? Mm -hmm. But we start by shaming our essence and our essence is innocent. So that's one good group of questions is how do we develop an awareness that our essence is innocent? Well, you know, it's, it's like uh, a a teenager said to me about two weeks ago uh, when we were chit chatting around uh, with a, with a group of youngsters and parents um, and a question came up about relationship and sex and she just raised her hand. And she's, she just raised her hand, and she was really clear. She says, I want to have a relationship like Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. It was really clear. And, and it opened up a whole conversation, and, and all of us said, why? And so you have this, these two couples, the, these two young people who we know, knew as kids, mm-hmm. little kids, grow up, growing up in the public eye together, getting together. And, you know, what the, the teen said, or the, the youth said, she said very beautifully, she said, they're so in love. They're so in love. And, and at the same time, there's the whole growing up of these two from Disney, mm-hmm. being on Disney or something, or being a young kid, to now this couple that are obviously having sex, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and have become sort of iconic for the really young people. I'm not talking about teenagers just yet. I'm talking about other people that are really looking at this. And there's not a shame about it. So my question is about shame. You know, if young people can look at a couple like that and feel something in their heart. It's, it's sounding say, awfully good to me. I mean, this is not a say. negative role model not you're describing. No. Right. This so is like, we need more of this. Exactly. Like, we so, need more public display of affection, for example. That's what I'm that, trying to say. You know, Where like, is the shame like, coming from? You know, like, it's been most all my career that we've I've said, if God had wanted us to have sex, she would have given us genitals. Mm. I mean, that behavior of affection and love that kind of makes it also clear that these people make out a little bit more than that and they get naked and wow, that's a positive role model. 
it is appropriate for well, where, I mean we have shame? these desires. Let's where does the shame come from? That I think this is it, the question. It, it, and how does it show up? What does it look like, Peter? What does great, shame look like? Great. So let me butcher the first question because we could write <laughs> books and books about the history of shame, and you know it goes all the way back to programming that our body is a worm bag for Satan, or huge taboos. It goes back to uh, more survival. A warm than, bag for Satan? That yeah. you mean the warm bag for advertising? Satan t- advertising? Okay, thank yeah. you. Yes. Okay, in our pop culture today. Well, I'm just alluding to that our parents and our grandparents were recovering from hundreds of years of conditioning that was not based on intimacy. It I got to tell it you, it was based on that, survival. They were never my parents. Okay. I, I got to experience a dad that married my stepmom when she was like early 20s. So we got to see well, a whole different element. Well, that. and this is that's actually going to probably touch on answer number two. But All right, okay, go for so. It. So we have that kind of shame. We have other core unworthiness. We have the things our parents conditioned us. So I just want to allude to that ball of stuff. That's a huge piece of the process. That stuff is talked about in my book in more detail. But for today, let's just allude to that. We have Mm -hmm. this thing that our parents in society taught us was bad. Mm -hmm. What's next interesting question number two is what does it look like? It can look like extreme avoidance of our sexuality, or it can look like flaunting it. Mm-hmm. And it's possible that, you know, your dad was a little bit of a flaunter. It's possible oh, that, that he was pretty healed. No, my dad, there's no question. My dad, flaunter, that's a nice way of putting at it. My dad was a master womanizer. Okay, so that's... Thank you, Britney Spears, for that term. So that's the compensation side of it. And that's an interesting thing. I want to begin to paint that Mm -hmm. picture, that just because we look sexy and we act sexy doesn't mean we're actually present in healing our sexual issues. So this is like any topic. It's not what we do. It's how we do it. Mm So, but let's first begin to notice those two extremes, acting it out by being celibate or acting it out by being highly sexual and mm-hmm. half-dressed mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the other piece of language that fits those two extremes is compensation. We can compensate for, for our issues by avoiding them and being celibate, or we can compensate by proving that it's innocent. Mm-hmm. Or having a lot of lovers. Mm-hmm. So what's challenging is what, or the simple and then big, is that I'd like to note that a lot of somewhat progressive discourse about this boils down to is most of us are coaching ourselves on whether or not we should be more sexual or whether or not we should be less. There's listeners that are going, geez, I've been celibate for four years What's the, you know, gosh, it sure would be nice to have some more sexual touch. I should lighten up and let Susie Q be good enough, mm-hmm. you know, or by, or Joe be, mm-hmm. you know, a good friend in that way and see what happens. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe I should start to say yes or look for a date. Or mm-hmm. So we have people like that. Then we have other people that are like, oh, God, it didn't work out. Another two-month fling. What am I, you know, how am I going to resolve this? 
or, you know, geez, that was crazy last year. I was juggling multiple lovers and not being honest about it. How There's other people that are coaching themselves on being less sexual. But as I alluded to earlier with the intersexual self, the next layer beyond that is what's really going on essentially underneath it. It's likely that if there's, you know, a bunch of frenetic, chaotic, multiple lover thing going on, that there's not as much presence to really let that in as a sexually healing thing. Imagine, like, like let's just go away from the monogamy prejudice for a minute and let's talk, think about multiple lovers. Mm-hmm. That could be done in a very superficial, you know, notches on the purse or belt kind of way. Or it could be done mm-hmm. in, you know, a more meditative, sacred, you know, it could still be powerful sex even though it's meditative. But, mm-hmm. you know, it it could be done with more presence. Well, you know, the point is that uh, I, I think to what I hear you saying is that, you know, if if there is shame at all, it has to be addressed and it has to be healed. Um, whether or not you're going to be in a relationship again, it's really about healing oneself for wounds that you carry with you for your whole life, really. Mm-hmm. And just connecting with that, I'm thinking it, the affirmations, so to speak, are going to actually be similar to other mm-hmm. ones that apply to a non-sexual existence, mm-hmm. just our core worth. I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm important. Then applying that to touch, genital innocence, sexual innocence, as we move through that feeling of I'm bad, wrong, mm-hmm. and ashamed into I have the right to be sexual. It's appropriate for me to be sexual. Well, I want to tell everybody out there, uh, we'd love to give you a copy of uh, Peter's book, The Monogamy Challenge. Or if you would like to schedule a session with him, just let Benny know. Phone lines are open. If you like, 1-800-930-2819. Just let Benny know what you would like, copy of the book or the um, uh, private session, 1-800. And And the session can be... On anything. On anything. Right. As you, hopefully the listeners know from prior shows yep. I, about it all. Yeah, it doesn't have to be about this topic today. Um, 1-800-930-2819. I can't help but think of uh, how self-esteem, you know, is a factor when we're talking about sexual yeah. uh, shame. Well, it is. And that, to tell you the truth, when I'm teaching about self-esteem, I usually try to take the conversation back to something deeper towards shame and core worthiness. I, I'm fine with the word self-esteem. It's always been part of my work. But I think it's really important to see self-esteem as kind of a somewhat of a umbrella catch-all that's really describing the healing of negativity. Mm, it's true. You know, it's yeah. really describing it's one of the hardest things to innocence. research. Yeah. Self-esteem is one of the most difficult things to research. So, for example, self-esteem, believing that you're good, I'm really fond of saying that we all have high self-esteem and we all have low self-esteem. So it's sort of like how much focus should we put on mm-hmm. resolving the gut? Mm-hmm. And then what? how much focus should we put on remembering that we're good? Well, and then that really just talks to the issue of healing ourselves and how one goes about that. So in the self-esteem simple workshop, I have suggestions that would include things like taking yourself out to dinner by yourself. Mm -hmm. In the sexuality 
end of things, that similar suggestion might be to masturbate. Mm -hmm. It might be to caress yourself not to orgasm. It might mean spending more time alone and really that fits both. Mm -hmm. So you could spend this weekend alone kind of in a meditative state, remembering that you're good and direct that energy towards Mm self-esteem. But you can also reflect that energy toward your desire for a partner and remember that that's good and worthy and innocent. I want to just say something because I think, you know, there's a caveat here that we we didn't really uh, put out in the forefront. Um, You know, we're not talking about or not directly talking about people that have suffered sexual trauma. So I just want to I just want to talk a little bit well, about that because that's a absolutely. topic. That's a separate topic, and and some of the things you're mentioning, yes, yeah, but like, this is a different category. So we're talking we, about if if, if this well, is like it, a weird it, thing. It, it, in some ways, it isn't a completely different category. But what's really important to mention that is as we go forth talking about this more than just time affords today. There's going to be many suggestions or thoughts that don't apply to everyone. So, for example, a rather benign one is that a lot of monogamous couples out there are avoiding sex or they've lost their sexual connection to varying degrees because of things other than shame, because of Mm -hmm. of those other chapters in my book on primary and disowned selves and how Mm -hmm. things polarize and then we resist each other and we're braced against our partner. But so one of the suggestions on that and sexual healing for that couple is going to be to schedule sex. Well, that's not going to work for a whole bunch of survivors. Right. That's exactly what I was alluding to. Right. And and then it's also worth adding another survivor comment, which is there's actually not really strong statistics about the number of survivors that are, shall we say, sexually avoidant versus the ones that are, say, shall we say, sexually active or no. acting out. Right. There's a lot of survivors that need to be celibate to get more reverent to that truer presence mm-hmm. of innocent, that they're acting out the abuse by, in a sense, forcing themselves to be mm-hmm. in a pleaser mode of the sexual nature. Yeah, Let's take a minute to give out your website for folks and your blog information. I think Benny's uh, picking up the phones and doing a few things here. So go ahead and let folks know. So I'm Peter Kane, K-A-N-E, and PeterKane.org will take you to a link to my blog, which is blog.peterkane.org. And uh, please do subscribe to my blog, by the way. Uh, and there's tons of information on my website, links to my book, uh, the links to my book for ebook. I got a great ebook that's really affordable, Kindle, you know, as well as the paper copy are available great. on Amazon and all that good stuff. Great. So PeterKane.org. And then I'm also available by phone, 425-802-2050. All right. Uh, Peter, I know that we just barely scratched the surface on this. We but- did, Pat. May I interrupt? Oh, we have a caller with a question. Andrea, welcome to the show. What was your question for Peter? Mm. My question is um, that um, uh, I've been in a relationship for a while that is, uh, has, you know, that sexual life has kind of gone out. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's gone out. I don't know if the pilot's still there or whatever, but um, 
I am in a monogamous relationship, uh, and yet I feel like I'm just kind of in an asexual relationship mm-hmm. because even though we're very loving towards each other, um, the sex is, is non, it's just not there. Uh-huh. So I'm in a quandary to, as to, like, what to do, and, you know, I, I guess my question is, is what would be kind of the first steps for me to, you know, um, figure out what's going on, because I've been in the relationship now for 12 years. Uh-huh. That's a big number. Uh, well, Pat get, gave me a note, since we're out of time, to have you call me. Yeah, I think but that's where you it's start. it's a rich question. That's, it's a that great question. My, my book has at least three big answers, not to dismiss your question to the book. And she actually won the session, too. So oh, awesome, we'll, we'll get awesome, all that awesome. information for you okay. very promptly. So hang tight, Andrea. All right. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free life-changing information. We all want deeper, more intimate relationships. But how do we create successful relationships and maintain strong connections? Peter Kane has some real answers. Author of The Monogamy Challenge, Creating and Keeping Intimacy, Peter is one of the original breath workers and relationship trainers with over 30 years experience. Breathe, relax, or create intimacy and keep it thriving. Visit PeterKane.org or contact Peter Kane at 425-802-2050. Do you dream of being on The Amazing Race? Well, here's your chance. Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity to start racing go to citysolveurbanrace.com are you seeking clarity do worries about your health job parents children or pets keep you awake tossing and turning at night are you considering a major life change looking for love do you want to create a life of joy let psychic elizabeth anglin help visit elizabethanglin.com or call 970-708-4838 to schedule your life clarifying appointment today don't waste time being worried Psychic Elizabeth Anglin at ElizabethAnglin.com or call 970-708-4838. Discover the ancient art of herbal medicine today. Herbs can help our bodies respond better to the modern world's stress and toxicity, as well as nourishing and strengthening. Using organic herbs.
experts from around the world, the skilled herbalists at Urban Wellness help you choose the herbs best suited for your body. See what herbs can do for your life and health by visiting our downtown Kirkland location or check out our offerings and informative classes online at urbanwellness.net. That's H-E-R-B-A-N wellness.net. Transformation Talk Radio is designed to attract people like you and like me. Millions of people across the globe are looking to up-level their lives. If you have a message and want to take it out on Transformation Talk Radio, make sure you give us a call, 1-800-930-2819, or send an email to host at transformationtalkradio.com and get ready to host your own show on one of the fastest-growing transformative networks in the world. Transformation Talk Radio. 